ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for What Do You Call It Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It Podcast. I'm definitely not re-recording this intro. Uh, please give it up for my guest, Shauna Reed. She's a daughter of a thousand maniacs, not mechanics, pretty little psycho <laughs> trained by Cody Hawk and my best friend, Dustin Rose. I will explain that later on as we talk. Um, so basically, I have to ask, and I won't go into too much about it because it is a bit of a downer, but I have to ask because you've been wrestling for a good few years now. What was it like for you to wrestle in a pandemic? Um, it was hard because a lot of, you know, the places shut down. Mm. So um, there wasn't a lot of wrestling around. And a lot of the states were even, like, super, like, strict with you even training. So it was even really hard to get into a ring. Mm. Um, I'm kind of spoiled. And um, I, my fiancé owns a ring. So we would sneak in and, you know, still continue to do cardio and train while everybody else was still locked down. So that was that was okay. Yeah. But um, with the fact that, you know, like, everything shutting down and there wasn't a lot of wrestling. And then when there was wrestling, like there was like, you were allowed like 15% capacity. So they could, they wouldn't book you because mm. you know, you charged money. So that sucks. So yeah, the whole pandemic really, really bit wrestling in the ass. <laughs> it did. I mean, that's why everyone enjoyed um, AW on uh, Sunday. Like just, it was just a live crowd. I was just, I miss it. I generally did right? want to cry. Like, I mean, I can imagine you as a performer, just like, I can't wait. But obviously, where you've still slowly been getting back into it. Um, but what about like meeting fans yes. and stuff with, with masks? Has that been a bit unusual? You just like, actually, I prefer this. Normally, their breath stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, listeners. Well, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think it, I mean, it sucks, you know, because um, one of the things I really like love and live for is especially on kids to mm. see, you know, them just coming up to meet you and just seeing them smile. Like, or even if you're a bad guy, but they just come up to meet you and they have the biggest cheesy smile on their face, yeah. you know, and you can't see that. I mean, yeah, you can see it in their eyes, but it's not the same. And so um, just recently, like, I've been actually getting to meet fans without their masks on. So it's starting to get, you know, a little bit better. Mm. And it makes you realize just how, like, how thank thankful you were for it, like, you know, in the past years, because when you had to meet fans with masks on, it sucks. Like, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. If I was a fan and I knew I had to go and and I had a meet and greet with a wrestler and I had to be like six feet away from them or behind a glass yep. or and then literally the mask uh, on the photo in the photo yeah, as well. Exactly. Or wearing a mask, like I like this was gonna sound horrible, but I wouldn't have paid to do it because you know it's like it's not the same to mm. me. So but like I'm happy it's starting to go back to the way it was ish. So we'll see. <laughs> nah, uh, that's it's just interesting to hear like you know what's like wrestling pandemic meeting fans but you know as a fan myself i'm just i'm generally happy like normality is coming back um but that's that's good one thing i have to ask well uh, as i'm in the uk england if anyone wants to know and i know you have wrestled in the uk what's it been like and um i just want to know what have been some of your favorite things about the uk or do you actually not like it <laughs> love the uk like i am so like a I, I love it. And I was so upset because um, the year the pandemic happened, I was mm. booked in the day twice. And then I was also booked in Ireland that whole year. Oh. year. So I was so freaking bummed um, mm. that 
I didn't get to do those things, but I'm, I don't know, like I'm such a, I'm such a history nerd and like, you know, just like UK has so much about like, I love my dog. Um, <laughs> that's my dog having a hairball in the back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, I absolutely like love like I, the Tower of London and, um, like, I'm a huge, I'm a huge mark for the Royals. I'm not going to lie. So the whole like drama going on with, you know. Oh, Meghan and Harry. Yeah. I'm I'm on their side, if I'll be honest. The Royal family. But I'm on their side. Leave them alone. (laughs) I'm like such a mark for all that. Like I Mm. love, I love everything about like the Royals. I love like listening to like the drama, but I also love like listening, like just keeping up with their lives. I like totally Mm. on Instagram and stuff. So it's like... (laughs) I love everything about it over there, and I'm I'm so ready to go back. And even if it's not for wrestling, I will mm. be going to like be a tourist. Oh, I like that. I like that. Thumbs up <laughs> for the UK. Nice. Sometimes, like if I ask a wrestler about England, they'll be like, oh, "That's right. Weather's a bit terrible, and never really got really great options for food." But you've just been praising it, so the listeners, yeah, well, from I all hate UK base, it is bad. No. <laughs> yeah. I hate. I went there in December for the first time ever when I went there, but then like I got booked there in June. I'm like, okay. Then this one, it'll be warmer. I go there in June and I had packed like shorts and stuff and it was the exact same weather except like in December. Uh, That that sounds about right. (laughs) Uh, So so taking it back to the beginning, rewind the clocks a little bit. When did you start watching wrestling and who were your favourites growing up? Because I'm going to assume, because I have heard you people say that you like wrestling from a young age. So I just want to know a bit more in detail what got you into it, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I was about um, eight or nine years old when I really first um, discovered it mm-hmm. because I lived in like a very kind of like, I don't want to say it was super strict household, but it was a pretty, you know, decently, um, my parents are very protective. Yeah. And um, so me and my brother would always fight over the PS2 mm-hmm. and he would always want to play like SmackDown vs. Raw um, 2007. And, um, I, if I wanted to play during his time, like his hour that he had or whatever, I had to play (laughs) what he wanted to play. And so I would play that and my brother would, um, like quiz me, you know, on the wrestlers that showed up in between the matches while it was loading. And I would, you know, they went on forever, by the way, those loading screens. I used to kept seeing like Batista's, I get it. Like, (laughs) right. Mine was, I'm not going to lie. The first one I memorized was Chris Benoit, like. And I'll still remember that to that day. I mean, it's a, it's a touchy subject, but you, yeah. Um, but so then I kind of got into it through the video games. And then I didn't realize this was an actual like real life show in mm. real life. And then when I found out it was a real life show in real life, um, I started watching it with my brother. Um, we kind of really got into it. My mom would never allow us to go to any live events. She would buy us like, you know, the DVDs and shirts, but she wouldn't allow us to go to any live events, um, especially with me because like like most parents they don't think girls should be wrestlers um i'm very thankful now my mom and my dad Mm. are my biggest supporters now they come to every show i was gonna ask what was their gonna because now you mentioned it but i think you just answered i was gonna ask what was their reaction to when you basically told them i want to be a pro wrestler and they're like no you don't yeah they're like not in my household so the second like i got out of their household i started training 
And, um, but like, like I said, at the very beginning, they hated it. My dad wouldn't come watch me for two years. It took about two years for my dad to come watch me. Um, and then like, the crazy thing is, is his father who lives in Indiana would come and watch me. Um, his brothers would come watch me, but he would never come watch me. I still remember this day going out to the ring and looking out in the crowd and seeing him out there Mm. and like almost start bawling right then and there. But like, I mean, now my like I said my parents are like the biggest supporters I like have they my mom travels with me a lot now you know Mm. they go to almost almost every we have a Friday night show every week and they almost go to every single one of those so it's definitely changed and I'm I'm super happy about about wrestling that they hated like absolutely hated didn't want it in the household unless you were playing it in video game watching a DVD but don't go ever watch it don't become it you know what is it that they really genuinely hated well, um, the, th- the crazy thing was, um, which shocked me because me and my dad, that's how we bonded. We bonded over playing the wrestling video games. We bonded, like there was a few years that we, me and him didn't talk. Like we, we actually like really butted heads. But whenever we played wrestling or watched wrestling, we got along. Mm. So I thought, you know, joining wrestling would be a huge thing for me and him. But I mean, that didn't turn out the way at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, my mom just very you know old school mom like girls aren't supposed to be doing this kind of situation and um so she didn't like it at all and you know i'm i guarantee i don't have kids but i guarantee you know going and going and watching you know your daughter your little girl your little boy go get um you know thrown around and yeah uh, all that it's hard and you know maybe when i do have kids it, it might be different if you sort of yeah yeah but like i i think i also understand because i'm in the business it's a little different yeah but you know, so I, I get her their perspective too at the beginning, but now they, you know they're like mama bear and papa bear in the locker room, like everything. <laughs> yeah, so they've opened up with it. So and they realize it's not a phase for me. I'm not quitting. I'm going mm. through like completely to hopefully make this a job, so I don't have to do, do my shoot job anymore. Mm. Pretty much now behind it. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. I like to hear that. That's pretty good. Like that shoot job because that did make me laugh in the email, but I won't go into much detail about that. But that popped me. But um, so what actually made you want to become a pro wrestler? I know you talk about your family and you talk about playing the games for your brother, but what actually made you? Oh, I actually want to do this for a living. And um, where is it that you actually began your training? Um, well, whenever someone asks me that, I really tell them it's a geeky childhood dream of mine. You know, mm-hmm. like um, I got into it by the video games, by all that. But then I like you know when I really started watching it. Um, I'm a huge, I love, I used to write books and stuff like that. So I'm a huge storyteller. And then, you know, when you really, when I started watching it as I got older, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, actually, instead of watching the matches, I'm actually following a story. And I like became a huge mark for that. And, um, but when I wanted to, and I realized I wanted to do it when I was young, like, you know, I, I was obsessed with, um, the undertaker i was obsessed with kane and um sean michaels like i was and i say i was obsessed with those three like they were like my freaking ride or die heroes like Mm -hmm. i would have um and then you know we all go through those years where we back off of wrestling a little bit um and i remember when i when i left my parents house i legit that first night in my condo i um literally was by myself um, I was like, I'm just going to, for shits and giggles, see what, you know, WWE's doing nowadays. And I did, and I became addicted again. And that's when I became addicted to Dean Ambrose and AJ Lee. And those two were the main two that literally, I'm like, you know, I remember I wanted to do this when I was a kid. Yeah. I left it, went to college, got, you know, all that situated. But now, like, here's that little fire in me again. Like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And, um, 
So then, you know, I started training with a trainer that really screwed me over. And then, but he did mention the name Cody Hawk. And so I contacted Cody um, and because he trained Dean Ambrose. I'm in Cincinnati. Dean's from Cincinnati. So I was like, do you train girls? And he was like, yes. And I started like, you know, the next week. Mm. And so I've kind of been there ever since. And I'm still going there today. Um, There was three months out of the this year that I moved to Texas to train with Dustin Rhodes. So I wasn't there um, for January through March. But through the years, you know, I've been training with Cody. I've been training with Mexican Luchador Super Zeta. Um, but he passed away two years ago. So that that hit. But so, yeah, training with Cody Hawk, Super Zeta, and um, Dustin Rhodes has pretty much made my journey really start. So can't ask for better coaches, to be fair. And, yeah. um, you know, didn't train and trampoline. You trained professionally. So you're in the right direction with that one. Uh, what is Dustin Rhodes like as a coach, by the way? Um, I will follow up with why I said best friend, but, you know, I, I want to hear because this podcast is about you. But um, what is he like as a coach? Uh, so when I first walked in there, I was intimidated as hell. Like, mm. I was like, God, this is about to start happening. Um, but he is so funny. And, like, you know, um, instead of, like, those training facilities where they, like, run you to the ground, he doesn't do that, which I was kind of shocked for because I've done seminars and all this stuff. But, you know, you walk in there and they freaking try to break you and mm. make you not be able to walk. Like Dustin didn't do that because I was the only one really. I mean, there was a few of us, but I've been in it five years prior to going to Dustin. Yeah. So I was really that's already been actually trained. Um, so a lot of these most like 98 percent of the class, this was their day one in a ring. And so he really like was really patient and explained to people like why this works, how this works, what's the safe way to make this work. Um, and then the psychology behind it, it wasn't, Hey, run the ropes for 15 minutes straight, go puke, come back, take 20 bumps, go puke. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that. Mm. And I was really, really fortunate about that because I was really going because the whole pandemic situation last year, I felt like I was at a standstill. I was very much maybe I should start over. I've been seeing my friends get like that bigger push and, you know, going on and doing bigger things. And here I am still like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing wrong? Maybe I need to reinvent myself a little bit. Yeah. And going there, I was really going to pretty much start from the ground up and restart. And he uh, really worked with me on like my assertiveness and like my aggression. And mm. uh, it was really cool. Like me as a little Mark child inside that I was, um, like, like he would do every, all the moves to me to show the people, to show the classmates, you know, I would be his like little like test dummy and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm cool with this because my <laughs> little, my little Mark self inside is like Dustin Rose is freaking giving me a suplex, you know? <laughs> yeah. She's got qualified by Goldust. Guessing. <laughs> so that was just, I'm still like, you know, I think back on that, like he gave me his finisher. He did like all mm. this stuff, you know, and I'm just like, yeah. So no, he's an amazing trainer and it's one of the best decisions I ever made. So I'm really happy with it. Uh, he's, he is just, he's just like wine, fine wine. Like he's just got better of age. And um, uh, when I say right? best friend, I wasn't being sarcastic. Basically I'm blocked by him on Twitter for tweeting out Black Reigns from like seven years ago. But I didn't know that it was because like he actually had like, when he was doing the gimmick in TNA, that wasn't sort of his best and brightest times. And I didn't know that time. I was just being an absolute mark and trying to be funny. Like, oh yeah, Black Reigns, <laughs> lots. And then I'm like, I'm reading up on it and I've listened to his interviews. Like, oh, right, yeah. I deserve that. <laughs> but actually, I'm a big fan of him. Like, 
I was actually going to go meet him when he came to the UK, but I had a holiday booked at the same time. So I was like, fuck. But um, yeah, no, that's, he sounds like a great coach. And I, you know, he's just, he's always, um, always wanted to help, um, you know, people that aren't sort of, you know, where he is, but he's good. He's good. One thing that you have mentioned with uh, Dean Ambrose, now known as John Moxley, uh, being a favourite, and you have worked in AEW. Did you get to tell him that you're a big fan of him growing up? Uh, well, basically, he's the reason why you got into well, it. Um... Kind of, but the thing is, um, my so my fiance actually trained Mox. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have actually gone out to dinner and a few times with him, like hung out with him. Okay. Um, and I'm like, I've gone out drinking with him a few times. And you know, I'm he doesn't he knows my fiance really well, but he doesn't mm-hmm. really know me. I'm not trying to like you know, like get all up, like, oh my god, hi. can you sign this? Like, what's <laughs> exactly. uh, but no, he, every time, like, he's been like crazy, like, cool with me. Mm. And, uh, you know, buying me drinks, like really starting, like, you know, to get to know me too. And whenever I've done my WWE backstage stuff um, and now AEW, uh, my fiance would text him and be like, hey, my girl's going to be there. Will you watch out for her? And he does, you know, he makes sure I'm good. He makes sure I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him for a split second at AEW because I had two matches. So um, I didn't get to go up and say hi to him. And when I did see him, he was talking to like somebody and I didn't want to, you know, still be the respectful person here. Like, mm. hey, you're you and I'm me. I'm not going to corrupt you, um, even though we're kind of we kind of know each other a little bit. But uh, my fiance did tell him one night when we were drinking in Las Vegas, um, I had not said anything. But like my ultimate, like once again, geeky goal is to be able to lock up with John Moxley just once. <laughs> and he told him. <laughs> So um, this was right in between the whole WWE, AEW thing. So actually it was the night that he quit WWE because mm-hmm. he was quit WWE. Oh, um, yeah. So we did not know he going to AEW because he wouldn't mm. tell us. He said, he said, just watch. I want your guys' like reaction. And um, we didn't know. And mm. Cody had said something about um, like we were all out drinking. He said something like, dude, at the end of the night, like my girl, um, this, like he told him, and I was like sitting there, like, "What the f are you doing?" Um, <laughs> like, to do, yeah. do that, and he goes, "Heh, you never know. It might happen in the future. We'll, we'll see what happens." And I'm like looking at him, like, "We didn't know AEW yet. The heck are you talking about?" So, yeah, I think he knows, and but I'm really hoping that he is too drunk to remember. <laughs> uh, I hope he remembers now. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh God, firstly, sounds great. Just like. Do it, man. <laughs> yeah, I was so mad. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I know you've uh, done extra work in WWE. I just want to know because WWE is sort of can be a scary place sometimes, but I just want to know what was your experience like. Um, and did you interact with um, any of the talent backstage uh, that a lot of fans, well, the listeners may know or recognize? Uh, yeah, so I did. Um, I've done WWE extra talent. I've done about 16 loops with them before COVID. Mm. Um, I had four more booked with them that year COVID hit, but you know, COVID. Um, I, I mean, it's really, really freaking cool. Like to see all the production and, um, you know, all of it like be built up. It, it really is. It's amazing, you know, like, and it really is, you know, a goal to get to one day, like to get to that big stage. Um, I got to, you know, I'm pretty much met everybody, which was really cool. Um, the, the, their current roster. Yeah. Um, there were sometimes there were people there that were like, I got to meet Trish Stratus and that was like a childhood dream of mine. Like Mickey James, you know, those are all huge for me too. Um, but like, you know, I got, I actually started becoming friends with like Alexa bliss and mm. then, you know, COVID started. 
Um, but then, you know, when, the, when they start seeing you really like be there every few months, like I was there, I was lucky enough to go, like, I was probably there every two months and they were using me a lot and they were like flying me out to California. And like, you know, I was like very lucky to be being used. And then, so then they would start seeing you around. And so all the superstars would start knowing you like, um, Xavier Woods and Kofi every time. Hey, well, my other name is Kayla, but they're like, Hey Kayla, how are you? And, um, and I'm like, I'd be like, huh? <laughs> like, um, exactly me. What? Um, so that was, you know, it's, it's really cool. And like I said, the catering is top notch. Just saying. Um, <laughs> so no really- Bischoff hit there. <laughs> it's just, and it's kind of surreal. Like when you're, when the show's going on, if you don't have a spot, like if you, like if they're, you've already done your spot for the day or done something and you're sitting back there and catering, what they have a big TV that you can watch the show on while you're back there while it's going on. Um, yeah. It's really so back there, you know, when just eat catering and watch it with the superstars. Mm. Like watch famous, watching it with um, John Cena, watching it with Sting, you know, when they were there, when Sting was there. I have a really like funny um, story with uh, John Cena. Tell, tell, reveal, please. Uh, so I was going through the security to come in and it's just a small table or whatever. And they decide they wanted to go through my whole bag. And I'm like, oh, really? And so they're opening up my bag, going through everything. And then they just kind of like threw my bag kind of like to the side and said, all right, you're clear. And I had, my bag was like exploding. So I had to like put everything back in my bag and I'm kind of like blocking this, blocking the security a little bit. Um, well, the other side of the table. And then all of a sudden I hear John Cena's voice and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta like get off this table and like hurry up. And so I quickly like just, I just pick up my friggin' uh, suitcase and put it on the floor so he would have room on the table, like if he had anything mm. and I'm trying to get my stuff back together. And then all of a sudden, like he bends down and all of a sudden I see hands helping me. Like I look over and Cena, you know, is like helping me pack up my, my bag. Mm. And like, I was like, oh crap. And then, so he, um, I like, I'm like, no, I got it. And he goes, no, I'm, I, he's like, no, no, let me help. And so, you know, he helped, boom. I, you know, thank him. And then I go to ask the people, I'm like, do you know where the female extras locker room is? And they kind of blew me off a little bit. Um, they're like, um, and these are just the workers at the actual like arena. This isn't anybody okay. that is contracted with WWE. Um, they kind of like blew me off a little bit and Cena kind of saw that and he came up and he grabbed my suitcase, like my little rolly bag and then turned to the guy and said, she asked if you know where the extra stuff is. And they're like, and they're like, oh yeah, it's right down the hall. And he's like, come on, sweetheart. And he like, he rolled my bag down there. I'm like, no, please give me this because if anybody sees John Cena, like rolling my bag, I would like, I would be on the, like, do not bite back. <laughs> and, um, so, but no, he walked me, you know, he walked me to my locker room with my bag and made sure I was okay. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, so, there's great stories about Cena and there's bad stories about Cena in real life. And I have, a good story which i'm very thankful for because he's one of the ones i looked up to as a child as well so i I'm love happy to hear that scene is yeah awesome. yeah there's there's a feedback there like kevin owens is the sweetest guy i've ever like he actually cares about the extras you know there's there are there are the good ones and there are the ones that you know you're like okay oh, but that's all <laughs> yeah but no it's, uh wwe is definitely a great place to go um i know mm. there's a lot of thing out about it right now um as an actually signed talent working there and i don't know anything about any of that so uh but i'm, I'm not gonna lie they but your experience is good that's it yeah yeah if they called me and said hey here's a 
um, we, we want you for extras work or, hey, here's a contract, I wouldn't say no. You know, that's good because I know they do get like sort of a bad threat, but you know, it's it's this isn't what this podcast is about. It's talk about your experience, and I like to hear that that it's it was a good experience. You wouldn't have gone like sixteen times, you know. um... (laughs) Hospital to go if it wasn't a good experience. So that's yeah, that is commitment. Um, You've wrestled in AEW uh, against two popular wrestlers, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Uh, You have uh, wrestled Britt Baker before, haven't you? Um, Um. we, what, sorry? we uh we were on the same show oh okay years ago um r- right at the beginning of both of our careers um so we were on the same show i haven't that was my first time wrestling her i wrestled rebel before um and then but i mean and then, so this was the first time wrestling her oh okay and how was that for you um sort of being a w because aw at the moment is just you know co- potential to be competition to WWE. in some ways it's overtaken with you know um with the youtube shows and stuff like that but i just want to know from your personal experience what was it like being there uh working with brit and working with thunder rosa um so AEW was absolutely amazing it was i like the fact that it was way more um laid back mm-hmm. than wwe dress like to the nine like in heels you know like dresses everything AEW's like hey you're gonna be here for 13 14 hours a day Freaking wear your workout sweatpants, wear your tennis shoes. We don't care, which instantly is a A plus in my book because I am not a girl at all. It was one I went the first day and like dressed up thinking that's what I was supposed to do. Got there and I was like the only freaking one dressed up. Like, okay, great. Um, but then um, so wrestling Brit was pretty cool. Um, it was really a big experience for me to wrestle Thunder Rosa. Like it was kind of, I hate to say that that to me was more of a a big deal to me um thunder rosa was a uh, once i got in the business she was a dream match for me at some point and i've been dying to wrestle her forever to even come across her on a show to meet her like i was a big fan and i still mm-hmm. am a big fan like i'm a huge thunder rosa mark and the fact that when they told me that hey you have rosa today i about like i was like wait what like because one it's at AEW a place where Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get to that I you know dream of getting and it's Thunder Rosa like it's like oh my gosh like I'm going to panic (laughs) (laughs) but you know we she you know she asked me to be down at the ring like you know an hour before and we we wrestled for like an hour before on the ground just so we could feel each other out like on the floor just chain wrestling just so we could feel each other out and it was amazing like I was a kid in a candy store and mm. it made me feel so more comfortable you know going out like being able to go out there and not like question myself and um she really did like a pep talk with me right before my ma- before the match and like it's something that I really needed to hear that day like just and so I'm so freaking thankful for her and no AW was amazing and I get to I'm wrestling on Rosa's show in two weeks so it's it'll be fun Sounds fucking awesome. That's what an experience. Something you looked up to yeah. to take the time. Didn't have to, but did. And made your experience just that much better. And now you're going to be wrestling for our company. Is it Mission Pro? Yes. That's the one. Cool. Now that's, that's, I've sort of been paying attention a bit more to that one now. Um, just to sort of wrap it up, I want to know about your independent wrestling experiences as well. And I know you've talked about like um, sort of meeting Trish and obviously meeting legends. Have you been able to wrestle sort of any um, legends in the business and the independent scene? I have. I wrestled Victoria. Nice, um, nice. Yes, yes, I absolutely like. I admire her so much, and I mm. 
her a few years ago and we actually became really good friends. We went out and drank together afterwards and it was such a, it was so freaking cool. And um, yeah. And then I've wrestled um, in a mixed gender tag against Lanny Poffo. Um, yeah. <laughs> the genius. Nice. <laughs> yeah. On YouTube, you can look it up. Um, and I wrestled uh, in a mixed gender match against, um, oh my gosh, Chris Masters. Nice, no, so, like there's See, that. He, I've got a soft spot for him. Um, it's a shame he didn't get the, the, the run that he deserved. Yeah, I wrestled against me and uh Cody wrestled against him and his uh wife, so that was pretty cool. Um and then who else? I mean Rebel. Uh I feel like I've wrestled against one more and I'm totally blanking, and I'm gonna hate that I'm blanking on it. That's all um, right. <laughs> I'll put you on the you spot know. a little bit the question to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, no, mm, I was just uh, gonna ask and then I just went, you know. Oh, for then. Sorry. Uh, what I was going to say then is because you mentioned about the legends, but who have been some of your favorite opponents? And I know you might feel bad about leaving some names out, but just some of the first names that sort of jump out to you that you have wrestled previously. And um, who would you like to wrestle in the future? Um, well, of course, Thunder Rosa is going to be the top one for me. Um, Thunder Rosa and uh, Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, other favorites, of course, are going to be like um, Haley Shadows, Thunder Kitty, Jesse Bell, Smothers, um, Queen Aminata, Harley from Springfield, Illinois. Um, those all were like fun, fun, really, really fun matches. Um, and then in the future, I mean, she'll probably never come back to wrestling. But I mean, my ultimate dream match, I'm not going to lie, is uh, AJ Lee. But I don't think she'll go come back. Um, but if she ever did, <laughs> yeah, fight to get on that no matter what. Um, I'd love to wrestle. I, I guess I don't know if she's going to – it might be Cassie Lee now, but former Peyton Royce is a goal of mine. Mm-hmm. And then let's see who else. I guess favorite opponents who I got to mention. He's technically my tag team partner now, but, you know, uh, Scotty Amos. Um, I do a lot of um, mixed gender matches, so mm. – Men-wise, Scotty Amos, Ryan Michaels, um, Matt Taylor. A few of those are great opponents that I've had. They're awesome and fun to work with. But, yeah, so AJ Lee, Cassie uh, Lee, or formerly known as Peyton Royce. A lot of fans are wanting to see me versus Abaddon, and I am totally down for it. Um, mm. She's got like a, a lot great of, look, really cool look. Yeah, and she's such a sweetheart, too. So it was. I'm definitely down for it. I know in a few weeks I'm wrestling Alex Gracia, so that'll be fun. And then in a few more weeks, um, I just got booked to wrestle against Maddie Rinkowski in California in August. Mm. So Yeah, she's, be- she's pretty good. I've had her on here before. She's really cool. She was really yeah. nice. Yeah, I've met her a few times, so it'll be fun. So And whoever, you know, wants to step in the ring or, you know, they mm. put me again, looking forward to. So you got your goals set. You sort of, you know, it sounds like you know you're doing. And um, yeah, you got sort of, uh, <laughs> you, you're still basically by sounds of it. And everything we've all gone through the last, what, 18 months or so. Um, literally the future is looking bright for you so that's awesome thank you for coming on today uh, where can fans find you on social media um, they can find me on Instagram it's Shauna underscore read mm-hmm. um, you can on Facebook um, I have a like page I also have a personal Shauna read page they're both just Shauna read I I think my first one is starting to rack up there and the friends thing so you might want to just do the like page because the exact same things on there that I post on my personal. Oh, okay. um, so they're not missing out then. <laughs> no. And then Shaunary93 is on Twitter. Um, I'm on TikTok and all that fun stuff. So you'll see all those wonderful, fun links on any of those um, things you follow me on. So 
if you want merch or anything like that, just message me because I don't have a pro wrestling tease or anything like that. I just mail it out myself. So just DM me and then we can make things happen. Right. I'll put all those details down in the description below. And what I just want to know who, because I was going to ask this in the beginning, but sort of got a bit sidetracked with the UK and everything else. But um, just last question, and I shall let you enjoy the rest of your day. Who is Shana Reed? She is... Hey. See, she is a daughter of a thousand maniacs. All she does, she has multiple voices in her head. She talks to them. Some are nice, some are evil, some are crazy. And she doesn't care if you're a man, woman, bear, anything. She'll fight you to the death. But she's made a great guest. And that's the main thing. <laughs> but thank you for your time. I have, I have enjoyed this. It's been good. Um, sorry if my background's been distracting for anyone that is watching this. I'm trying to be different. If you don't like The Office, go watch it um, and give it another go. And if you don't want to watch it all, do one but uh, thank you for coming on watch recorded podcast for everyone that is still listening there'll be more episodes coming out this week and um, i hope you all stay blessed thank you thank you hello everyone i have a special message for my next guest hey everybody i'm shauna reed and i'm going to be appearing on what do you call it podcast you heard